My name's Kate, and I'm happy to be here. And you're listening to the podcast. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. And you're listening to the podcast. Happy to be here. Hi, guys. Hello. My name's Kate, and I'm happy to be here. And you're listening to the podcast. Happy to be here. How are we doing? How are we feeling? Feeling okay? Feeling not so okay? Well, regardless of how you're feeling, we'll do our usual deep breath in. Okay. So we're going to inhale two. We're going to exhale four. Yeah. And then we're going to inhale two, exhale four. So we'll do our inhale now. Exhale. Inhale two. And exhale four. guys it's been a long week i've been actually so busy at my new job and you know start of season five i've just been recording setting up recordings getting new guests on the show returning guests on the show and it's been so fun i'm really happy to be back doing my thing and speaking of i have a wonderful returning guest on the show with me here today they were on actually last season they're a gemini they're a lesbian and they're happy to be here. Of course. Oh, Welcome yeah. back to the show. Thank you so <laughs> Welcome much. Back for, to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be back. I'm oh. very uh was very excited when you asked. Yeah, well, we well, we I just came on your show recently. Yeah, and I was actually these days. Thinking, I was thinking about this and I'm like, you are going to release season five. Like with you're going to do this episode is gonna come out before the mm-hmm. episode of you coming on my show is. Like I <laughs> Um, yeah, because I don't have a fixed schedule for when my next season is coming out at all. I'm just, like, doing episodes, like, as they come and the opportunity presents itself. So, um, yeah, I was thinking about how funny that was that this is going to be out before mine is. You know, it's it's hard. It's hard. I feel like I record a lot in advance because... Sometimes I take breaks, but I don't like to have, like, personally for me with my season, I don't like to have two weeks, no episodes. So I try to do just like one, a one week break and then just kind of go straight. But it's good. I, you know, I'm working now, so it's different. I have less time to record. So it's like I have a very small window now. So who knows, maybe I'll do episodes every other week at one point, but for right now, yeah, I'm trying to do once a week. But yeah, it's hard to like get people on the show too. Like I know so many people. Producing a podcast is really hard, guys. It is. It's really hard. You have to come up with ideas. Yeah. Ideas. You have to socialize. It's a lot of work. Oh my God. But so like what I do is I just like record a catalog of episodes like as they come. And then like once I have like enough for a season, that's when I put them out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. so it <laughs> we are different I'm I'm a lot earlier in my podcasting days than you are though so maybe mm. like as I as I grow maybe I'll have a more punctual schedule it's a lot of like pressure to like start a season with not everything recorded because you have to like find guests like actively while you're recording so that's kind of interesting that you do them all because i'm like that would kind of relieve some of the stress of like finding people but then that's a lot of like prep work too but yeah i mean Mm. everybody does it differently and that's what i love about podcasting too it's like everybody has their own thing 
Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, Piper, what have you been up to these days? Speaking of queers these oh, days. Oh God, <laughs> yeah, what are queers these days up to? Oh, so oh, fuck. Oh my God, I've been doing a lot. So last time I was on your show, I was still in Australia. Now I'm in. Well, right now I'm in Montreal. Um, but I've been in Canada since May. Um, it. Like I, oh my god, I, I I accidentally worked in a cult, um, in Toronto. Hyper, what? Yeah, you have to tell us about that. Oh my god, yeah. I so there's like so there's criterias for cults. There's like a self-appointed leader. There's like values that they try and instill. There's like fees to be there um rituals and like this it was a I worked at a day summer camp and this it met literally every single criteria for a cult um like it wasn't bad I don't think but like there was a self-appointed leader who was like the founder of the camp there were values that they were like instilling but like we um like a part of nature which is really nice like for kids to learn but there were some like practices that went along with that that were um culty and then also like there were rituals like um like so so like before the kids even arrived at the summer camp like the staff would like stand in a circle every morning and sing a song and share what we were grateful for um yeah like so chill so so relaxed so good yes and uh yeah you have to pay to be there obviously the um family sending their kids there uh but then also there were staff members there were volunteers and then there was this other category of volunteers that paid to volunteer and I don't understand um so that was fun um and I realized very quickly though because I had like we we both watch yellow jackets yes one of my favorite shows same so I think like after I started watching Yellow Jackets I started getting really into like cults I was like oh my god because I I definitely understand the innate human desire to worship something so like I was like I want to look at cults so I think having all of that knowledge and then I think for a little bit like at the Mm -hmm. camp I was like am I projecting like am I just like too familiar with cults right now and then I was like no I I was looking at the criteria and I'm like no it meets every single one and um there was one moment in particular that I just remember like turning to one of my like my co-workers and I was just like I think this is a cult and she was like, I do too. And I was like, excellent. Okay, so I'm not alone. Um, that was an experience and a half. And it was so funny at the end of the summer. They were like, would you come back? I was like, probably not. Um, but like, because of, I, what this is true, like because of the kind of visa I'm on, I can't work for one company for longer than six months. Um, oh, that sucks. Um. Yeah, it does. Um, but so I was like, yeah, I can't because like the kind of visa I'm on, which is true. That is a true thing. But I do think that if I was to go back and do another like summer with them, I don't think it would equal six months in total. So I think mm. that technically I could, but I was just like, no, I I don't. Please don't contact me next year. <laughs> um, oh my God, that's that, fucking crazy. It was so. It was so wild. Um and. Yeah, so that was in Toronto, which was really fun. I um right yeah, right now I'm in Montreal. I'm in love with Montreal. I want to stay here. Uh I also want 
uh, I've recently developed a business idea and I really want to start my own business, but I have no idea how to do that. So I'm crowdsourcing for information at the moment. So if anybody listening knows how to do that, let me know. Please contact me and we'll talk. <laughs> I need help. Um, random night. I went to like um, a, tiki, a 70s tiki bar in Chinatown. Oh. Okay, cool. In Montreal. Uh, and then I went to a heavy metal show. I don't listen to heavy metal. Um, I love heavy, heavy metal, actually. I, I went to a heavy metal show. And then afterwards, we went to a drag show. And it was just... I'm obsessed. Same. It was a great night. And I slept in. And there is... Oh, my God. Amazing plug for Eva B. Eva B is my favorite place in Montreal. It's the mm. thrift store and, like, a coffee shop and they have like vegan food it's delicious and I had breakfast there with some friends and that was nice and now I'm here with you recording this is like the coolest day I've ever heard and (laughs) I'm like so obsessed oh you know I'm okay um I was telling you like off camera off recording that I am still adjusting to working 40 hours Mm -hmm. a week um and it's weird because i've been working since i was 16 like there have been times when i've been like unemployed you know for a few months but like i've been you know working since i was 16 years old and i'm I'm almost 26 and you would think like it would be not as hard of a transition but it's been because i've been working for so long but it, it has been hard because the difference between 20 hours and 40 hours is obviously a 20 yeah. hour difference but in <laughs> terms of like in terms of like mentally it's a lot of a difference because you're literally working 9 to 5 you come home you have a few hours go to bed go to bed wake up go to work again yeah. and it's just like and that's it for forever and it's Well a how lot. how were you coping when you were at uni and you were like doing um like tens of hours of like schoolwork and then doing 20 hours that's a good question I think with that it was like I got to hang out with like people my age and like do stuff with people Uh, my age oh yeah so like I would go do homework with my bestie Allie and that was like a really good way for me to cope because it was like I was doing stuff with people I lived with one of my best friends Hannah during that time so it was like I had a lot of like social release. And I think when you're working nine to five and you're living at home you don't have as much of a social release. Yeah. And to all my friends who live in the suburbs where I'm at also have nine to fives so like you know it's not like we can just hang out whenever there's only a certain amount of time we can hang out and like we're tired so it's been a change but i'm still like doing stuff and hanging out with people it's just like not as much as when i was in school which is always interesting to think about and everybody i work with now like there's nobody my age so it's like weird okay yeah so that would be vastly different Cause I was like, maybe it's like the same like mental energy that goes into both of those, but no, yeah, you're so right. Cause I I didn't I didn't finish uni, I dropped out, so I yeah. am not too familiar with that. But yeah, that makes sense, especially the social aspect of things, and also like when you're socializing like with people while studying and or working, it does kind of um, make it feel a bit lighter. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's like the nice thing about 
college and just like or even living in a city with other people your age is that you're just mm. able to like socialize and just like be yourself when i'm hanging out with like a 40 year old at work i can't just like talk to them like i'm talking to you i have to like you know no, be like yeah. a professional version of myself versus when i worked at starbucks it was like i could just like shoot the shit because like who cares like i don't yeah. care about this job like i'm gonna like put forth effort and stuff but i don't care what they think or like yeah. i don't need this job forever but but you yeah, know i uh what you were talking earlier about really liking montreal too is um it's so hard to like leave a place that you really want to live oh, yeah i yeah i was saying to kate but before we started recording that I've like I've been to Montreal three like this is my third time here and I'm leaving in a couple of days and like leaving has not gotten any easier I just I love it here way too much I do want to plant roots down here um and it's just it's hard to leave yeah and it's sad it is sad that's how I felt about uh Brooklyn New York I almost Mm. I did get a job offer and I didn't I decided not to move there for financial reasons, but it's so hard. It's so stupid that we need money to go Literally live in places so we want to live. Yeah, like money isn't real. <laughs> money isn't real, it's and it's so real. sad. We've made it up. It literally runs our lives. Like we work yeah. to get money. I know it's the it's fucked. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. And like, you know, there are things I just don't need to know about. Like insurance, that should be none of my business. I Someone should do I'm all that still, for me. I also don't like the fact that in America you guys don't have universal health insurance. It's just ridiculous. I'm still not yeah. over it. I'm never over America, actually. <laughs> I mean, so true. I, I'm having not a good time here. So. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would you be? oh yeah it's 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 a time yeah and i i i think that's the other thing too i was thinking about like when we were talking about moving places i can't just like pick up and go anywhere like i have to pick where i live based on like how people are going to treat queer people which is like so like (laughs) fucked up like i can't just go move anywhere no yeah i uh, I don't think I've ever had to think about that. Um, mm. I've like thought about it, like in terms of traveling. Like when I was in Italy, I was like, yeah, um, not like hiding my queerness. I think, but just like I, I was just more uh, conscious of how I was appearing to people. Um, but like I've never, I've never had to think about my safety as a queer person where I've moved. Yeah, it's, it's weird. And I feel really lucky to live in the by Chicago where it's mostly accepting, but it's interesting too. this is actually a question I didn't have planned, but I I just kind of thought of it. So to me, I don't think I look the most queer like, like, but then again, sometimes I feel like I do dress more masculine and my haircut right now, I personally think does make me look queer. But I wonder sometimes if straight people register me as queer and I wonder if like some do some don't mm-hmm. and then I wonder if I think queer people think I'm queer when they look at me but like yeah. I don't know like what do you think like do you think straight people have like no radar at all or do you think there's a little radar there sometimes um I do because 
I was playing We're Not Really Strangers with one of my straight friends and one of the questions was like uh, just by looking at you I I, just by looking at me think blank or like words to that effect and Mm. I remember like as like she as we pulled the question and she answered she was like I can go again if you want me to and this is a very surface level but I would think that you were queer just by looking at you and be like this this person looks gay and I was like oh my god thank you um (laughs) so like I think but then again that was a woman I think men don't because they Mm. don't have to think about anything other than themselves so and they also just assume that everybody loves them and wants to be with them so um yeah I don't but then again that's generalizing and all that stuff but um I don't I think I think well it depends on like if somebody like someone who works like with or around queer people or even like just fashion as a whole probably is paying more attention to how people are presenting themselves than someone who isn't oh that's a good point Mm -hmm. so I think it I think the like this has been a very long way of saying that I truly think it depends on the person but I do to some extent think that straight people have I don't think they have gaydar because I think that that is reserved for gay people. Um, yes, I, I agree. That, um, but I, yeah, I do think that to some extent they can tell when someone else is queer. I definitely agree. I think like gaydar is just for uh, gay yeah. people like us. But I, I agree. I think some kind of have an an inclination. But then, does this ever happen to you? Sometimes I'll meet somebody specifically like an older woman, like maybe in her forties and fifties. And to me, I like be like, I, I look at them and I'm like, you look gay to me. I'm like, you look gay. You sound a little gay. And then right. Like, uh, like bisexual people can have boyfriends, totally fine, totally normal. But then they'll talk about their husband. And I'm almost like, I'm like, huh, I'm like, that's interesting. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's more common for like older generations for me to think like, I see a queer person. Yeah. Or maybe, no, my... I mean, they can still be queer with a husband, but it's, do you know what yeah. I'm saying kind of thing? No, I, I literally do. Cause I remember there was one time my auntie who is a very straight woman got a haircut and I told her that she looked like a lesbian, like prison security <laughs> guard. I was like, what are you doing? Like, if I saw you on the street, I would think you were gay. <laughs> That's so funny. And I I wonder too if maybe I mean there are people out there who are closeted, you know, and like will yeah. always be that way. And also it's just interesting. Like, one of my bisexual friends said that when she was coming out to her mom, her mom was like, uh, everybody feels that way. So there are lots of <laughs> there are lots of bisexual women who have just been drowned in combat and yeah. like don't recognize the fact that they are queer. So yeah Mm. I agree and I think too like obviously we're not living in the best of times but I do think things have become more progressive than they used to be like from a few years ago even like 10 years ago I do think there's been a difference in how queer people are represented and how queer people are treated obviously it's still not great at all but I do think it's different so I wonder too like Maybe that has something to do with it as well, but I don't know. Speaking of, you know, being queer, being gay, mm, yeah. 
I kind of wanted to talk about some lesbian stuff with you. Oh my god, my favorite thing to talk about. (laughs) Me too. Um, And I don't know, I've been reading this book actually called Lesbian Love Story and it's by Amelia Pozan. Oh, this is the one that you told me to read. Yes, and I started it. And it's so interesting because it first talks about the beginning of the book about like what being a lesbian means and like how there's so many different meanings. But like, what does being a lesbian mean to you, Piper? It means being not a man who is attracted to people who are not men. Um, It also means that my life does not center or revolve around men at all, which is lovely. And it the longest, um, the longest lesson I had to unlearn was definitely uh, internalized heteronormativity. Mm -hmm. So I think being in a place where that isn't like isn't a thing that goes through my decision making now is lovely um yeah I think those are like the two major things and then like there's obviously there's like um there's like sapphic joy as well in that when Mm. you uh there's there's something so um healing about being in an all like sapphic environment and yeah being it just is like uh, I never feel safer than I do when I'm with a group of sapphic people so um yeah what about you I'd say the same I'd say you know not being a man and being with other people who are like not men I think it's like kind of like just who I am like being a lesbian is just like who I am it's just so quintessential to me yeah which is just kind of crazy I read this quote in that book I just mentioned it was like how being a lesbian is like the best part of that person like it's the best thing about like who I am Mm. and I like really love that and I feel like I relate to that like I I do think it's like the best part of me because I think too it makes me I think it makes me empathetic and I I like the way I move through the world. I like that I don't prioritize men and that like they're just not on my radar at all. Like I feel like I've been reflecting a lot about, you know, how I used to act and like who I kind of used to be like a few years ago. And it's crazy to think about like how much, you know, I've changed since like realizing, you know, this part of myself. So I don't know. So I think it means a lot of things to me, a lot of good things. Yeah. I do really love that, like, because obviously my life doesn't center around men. I, like, men that are in my life are actually good people and, like, people Mm. that I enjoy spending time with. Yeah, it's crazy to think about, like, all these little things that you wouldn't even think twice about and how they are impacted by if you want to be perceived by men too, like even just the way I would wear my hair, you know, and like how I would cut my hair when I was straight or when I, you know, thought I was straight, like was influenced by how I was going to be perceived by men, which is so interesting Mm -hmm. to me still. I mean, for me too, the first time, like I met a lesbian knowingly, I was, oh God, it was like 1920. Oh, wow. What about you? When was the first time? I think, so I was thinking about this and I was like, genuinely, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it would have been one of my English teachers. 
like wow um, like when I was in high school so mm-hmm. but I don't like I don't know for sure I, like which is actually like quite devastating to think about because I grew up in a um a small town in Australia or a small city I guess either a small city or a big town depending on like what your view of it is um and it wasn't like it's in queensland australia which is the florida of australia um politically so like it was quite conservative um but also like where i grew up was also really weird because it was a tourist like a tourist town, like it's where all the tourists would go because they could, they have easy access to the rainforest and the reef. So it was a great mm-hmm. place for that. Um, but that also meant that there were like lots of people from all over the world there at any given point in time. So like it was like sometimes seen as socially progressive, even though um, like politically it wasn't really. Mm. So like I think, yeah, I do think it would have been either one of my English teachers in high school or this answer might be redundant because I am not sure if this person still identifies as a lesbian. Uh, they might identify as like just queer now. Like they definitely don't like cis men, but um, mm-hmm. uh, where like I met my ex when I was like 15. Oh, we, okay. So like maybe, maybe them. At the time, at the uh, at the time, they identified as a lesbian, so mm. could have been that as well. But yeah, it's like I'm actually quite sad that I don't have a definitive answer for you because I wish oh, I okay. knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that is sad. I think it's isn't it so weird to think about like how if you're straight, you just meet straight people all the time. But if you're queer, yeah. it can be rare sometimes for you, especially where you live or even like what age you are growing up to like mm-hmm. meet other mm-hmm. queer people. Yeah, I I do. I do. Sometimes I like I'll be socializing with like all straight people and I'm like, I need to talk to a queer person. Like the, like the TikTok sound that's like, I need to talk to a gay person. <laughs> I need to talk to a gay person. I'm like, I'm literally, I'm, uh, I can't, I can't, okay, right. I'm a no, bit, I, I, I need diversity. <laughs> well, it's, it's weird too because I don't know. It's like, I feel like too, just some of the jokes I make don't always land with straight yes, people. Yes, we've spoken about this. It's fucking ridiculous. It is. And people aren't very funny. No. No. Like a no. lot of people that I meet, a lot of straight people I meet, not to toot my own horn, but I will be tooting my own horn. Like think Do I'm it. so toot funny. It. They think I'm so funny. And I'm like, this is just regular gay people humor. Like this is just yeah. me being like funny, but not anything crazy. Like they want to almost give me a mic and tell me to go up on a stage. But it's it's you know what I mean? It's like it's like this is just like I'm just funny because I'm just yeah. gay. Yeah. No. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Like I went to so many comedy shows when I was in Toronto, yeah. and the best comics were all queer people. Oh yeah. Oh, literally speaking of, I saw in Chicago like a month, two months ago, the first non-binary cast member of SNL. I forget their <gasps> name. But... I have heard of this. I forgot. Yeah, I remember seeing this. 
Yes. They were, yes. they were so funny, Piper. It was crazy. Oh, wait, you saw I was SNL. Oh no, I just saw the cast member. They like were oh, on a tour okay. and they uh, came to like Chicago. Oh, that's yeah. So cool. It was so cool. They were so funny. I was dying. I was dying. It was just like, oh my God. It was, I loved it. I was obsessed. They did this whole bit where they were named something like potato or something stupid. It was just like, it was just so funny, but, but yeah, I don't know. And it was like the funniest show because there was like other people that night too. And it was like yeah. the funniest one and they were queer. So, I love that. you know, we love that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting to think about that. Cause also too, it's not like, you know, queer people have like a little badge that says like, we are gay, you know, everybody can gay? spot you easily. Like I wear pins yeah. and stuff, but you know, so growing up, like you don't always know. I think you were talking about your English teacher. I think one of my math teachers was gay when I was in middle school. Yeah, like school. I definitely, like I definitely remember meeting gay men before I met lesbians. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like completely blanking. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, speaking of representation too and just visibility, it's just like so nice to see like queer people in like media and queer people in music mm -hmm. and we both love boy genius we talked about that on yes. your show yes and i wanted to do something i haven't really done this before on the show where i've talked about like music this in depth yeah but i wanted us I'm happy to be the first i know i was like this is going to be like a new little segment is like doing playlists and music i think but i wanted us to make like our ultimate lesbian playlist so we're gonna each share 10 songs. I'm sure maybe we have some overlap, like for sure. Maybe. But what what are your 10, top 10, like lesbian or just like queer, super gay, like playlists? Okay, so this was so hard to get down to 10. Like it was just like, it was unbelievably hard. It, I, I was not happy. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. But I did, I got 10, so. Okay. So the first one, obviously, is Silk Chiffon. Oh my god, uh, stop. That's literally my first song too. <laughs> <laughs> literally, like literally Silk Chiffon is number one. Oh my god. I love that. <laughs> um yeah, so Silk Chiffon, Pink in the Night by Mitski. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Uh Fast Slow Disco by St. Vincent. St. Vincent is uh, is an open, uh, like openly a lesbian, and she makes uh, incredible music. And, oh, um, this okay. So this next song is a song that I actually like just recently found, and I love it. It's called "A Big Brown Dog Named Bagel," and like I'm just gonna read the lyrics because it's queer, but it's I kind of want to. I kind of wanted to buy it because she's tall in the knees. Yeah, she's got some height over me. She doesn't know what I like. Our conversations are mostly touching thighs and sighs and quiet highs. Nobody knows what she tastes like but I. She told me that she like likes me on the seventh floor of the library last night. I kind of started my life on the seventh floor of the library last night. I grabbed her hand and we danced. The sugar push in the fiction aisle. She made me shout and yell it out because she loves it or she loves how I sound. I'm going to treat you like a princess. I want to taste you like ambrosia, baby. I'm going to marry you one of these days. Oh, just you wait. 
and then there's like more verses and like, I love chorus. That. But it's just like it's oh, it's such a beautiful song. Um, and then my next song, what is Paris by Taylor Swift? Oh, a good choice. A good I choice. was torn between Paris by Taylor Swift and Dress by Taylor Swift. Um, I know. I like just it's like Paris slash dress basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I really like Paris because I love the idea of like, um, like going somewhere and pretending you're somewhere else with somebody, and like mm-hmm. if you're with them and like their presence is enough, it doesn't matter where you are. Yeah. Um, and uh, Breakfast by Dove Cameron. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's My Baby by Mazzy Star. <gasps> Do I know that one? That sounds so familiar. Mazzy Star sings Fade Into You. Oh! I know that person. Um, oh, I'm going to listen to that after this. Yeah, and then the one after that is Bags by Clara. Mm-hmm. Um, Untouched by the Veronicas. Mm-hmm. Slay! And Slay. Bad Idea by Girl in Red, because I think we have all been in that situation. <laughs> you know, Girl in Red keeps it real. Yeah, uh, look, it was it was either going to be, like, again, Bad Idea slash I'll Call You Mine. Yeah. When you said Bad Idea, I first thought about Olivia Rodrigo. Um, have you lacing? Lacey. Lacey, have you heard Obsessed? No. Oh, oh, Piper. Oh, Piper. Okay. All right. For those of you who don't know, um, Olivia has released secret tracks on her vinyl record. And okay, wait, I need to play it a little bit because like literally I was losing my mind. I found the first digital copy of it on TikTok. It's only, I've only been able to hear it through people's Speakers on their vinyl. Okay. Oh, wait. Wait. <gasps> no, no. They removed it due to copyright restrictions. Fuck off. <laughs> I was listening to this on loop this morning on TikTok. This is you should cruel. have downloaded it. Fuck. Okay. Well, I'll give you a little okay. taste. I, I won't fine. be singing for you because nobody needs to hear that. But it's like, <laughs> it basically goes, Olivia's obsessed with her new boyfriend's ex-girlfriend. And she's oh, like, you would think God. we're friends by how much I look at your pictures. I think about how she slept on the same side of the bed as me. She even talks about me kindly. Stop. Like, these are some of the lyrics. And Stop. then- Oh my God, I've been in that situation. Yeah, it's literally like, like, like obsessed. I'm like, oh my god, I'm sleeping where she was last night. Okay, hmm. right? Like so chill. Well, Makes it's me so feel funny. good. My friend, um, fuck. I yeah. love Lacey. I thought about putting Lacey in here actually, but I wasn't mm. sure if like the criteria was. Um, oh, but then I went rogue with this anyway. I was like, does like maybe the artists have to be lesbians? And then I like got to like Dub Cameron and Massey Star, and I was like, it doesn't matter. These are the songs that I think are gay. So right? um, yeah, but I think I thought about putting Lacey back in, but I couldn't think of like what song to swap. Like I said, getting this down to 10 was incredibly hard. Um Yeah. I, I also speaking, struggled. Speaking of, what is your favorite from Guts? <gasps> Let me look. Okay, it's so look, hard. I want to tell you mine. Okay, what's yours? What's yours? My my two is Love is Embarrassing and Making the Bed. 
I love love. It's embarrassing. The music it's in that so is so good. good. It's so oh. good. I'm like, so you're telling at- me this is a real song? I oh, I'm. This is magic. Thank you. I know. I also really love the music in Pretty Isn't Pretty. Like, the lyrics are good, too, but the music in that, like, it almost is like this 90s kind of 2000s, like, really, like, like almost like Michelle Branch vibes, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so hard to pick. I'm in between All American Bitch and bad idea right because i just loved bad idea yeah. right when it came out i was obsessed but it's so funny when vampire first so came camp. out oh it's so camp when vampire first came out i didn't i wasn't obsessed and too i get impatient when artists release new songs that sometimes when it comes out i'll like skip forward in it and i'll try mm-hmm. to get the vibes and i'm like okay this is fine but That's then so i Right, but because I'm just, you know, maybe it's the ADHD I'm undiagnosed with. I just need to know, so I just I, fast forward. Um, but then I've been li- I listened to the whole album, and I was like, damn, I was like, vampire like slaps. Yeah, it fucking slaps. But yeah, I'd probably say All American Bitch. That's just like quintessential me, like grunge, yeah. but then okay. like some light feathery stuff in there. Yeah. I love it, um, but good. anyways, I want to know your ten songs now. Well, nine <gasps> because course. we know that Silk Chiffon is number one. <laughs> I literally have two Muna songs on here because I'm just like a Muna fan. Oh my I god, die. you are braver than I. I did not want to double up on artists. Well, I had to do so. It goes Silk Chiffon, and then my number two is SGL by Now Now. I love that song literally like it's such a summer song for me too like windows down like it's just like a vibe i love the now now it's so funny actually my ex-best friend's ex-girlfriend who were now insta followers again um made made me a playlist when i was identified as bisexual and she called it kate's first lesbian playlist and she just made it for me and it's so funny you know like she clocked me before i was even you know out in the open and the now now was on it so i feel like the now now for me personally is just like very much like me coming into like who i am and stuff so i love that um and then my my third song is what i want by muna i had to oh my god quintessential um i have what i need by featuring kehlani by Haley kyoko Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had to do it. And then yeah. bags, bags, but recorded at Electric Lady Studio. <gasps> oh my God. It's that so version old. hits. I have not listened to this version, but I love Electric Lady Studios. So I'm you going to watch it. this. Yeah. I <laughs> sorry. I don't know. Okay. No, okay. no, no. Let's breathe. It's fine. It's fine. It's so fine. It's so fine. It's just gonna change your life a little bit, and I'm so excited for you. And that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling excitement because, uh, like, I because I heard clips of it on TikTok, and then I would just listen to the clips, and then the full song came out. But I feel like, do you ever feel like when you listen to clips of songs on TikToks, and then you listen to the full thing, and you're like, well, this is very different than what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah I do. That was a little bit of bags the okay. recorded but it's it's still so good and then i have girlfriend by chris and the queens Ooh. um yeah they used to i i believe 
I don't, it says Christine and the Queens, but I know that they have transitioned and now identify as a man and they go by Chris. It still says Christine and the Queens on here, but I believe it's Chris and the Queens. But, um, but yeah, this one's Girlfriend. And this was their album after they transitioned. And it's so good. Their voice is amazing. And it's just like such a song that like speaks to, I feel like our non-binary lesbian experience because it's like, I don't want to be a girlfriend. Oh. But it's, you know, it's like, it's got like 80s synth vibes too. It's so good. And yeah, it just slays. So I recommend Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have sometimes sunshine by sea salt because I feel like it's such a little gay son about like, you know, the lesbian or like the, the queer girl who so desperately wants the other in the closet girl to be with her, but like mm-hmm. she doesn't and can't leave her boyfriend. Um, then I have get away by the internet, which is like my, one of my favorite songs of all time. Cause it's just like. It's such like fuckboy lesbian energy too. Like mm. the first line of the song is like, now she wants to fuck me. Do, 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 do. Oh yeah. It's so slight. And then I have Boyfriend by Dove Cameron. Oh now you mm-hmm. both have Dove Cameron. I know, so, we had to. Yeah. And and it's funny, it's like I was like, because I was thinking about it and I was like, who should I put? And I was like, I haven't put any Dove Cameron songs on this. Like I probably should. Mm, I almost had boyfriend by Dove Cameron, but I picked <gasps> breakfast because I, I don't, I think I, I think it's more, not that I think it's more queer. I think they're both like equally queer, but like I personally relate more to the I eat boys like you for breakfast more than I mm. do. I can be a better boyfriend than him because I'm like, yeah, I definitely can. Whereas like <laughs> then I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I like I. I do eat boys like you for breakfast. So um there's that one song by Manta Rays, I think that's called I Eat Boys, and that's a queer song, and that kind of reminds me of the same Dev Cameron song. Oh yeah, I Eat Boys. Oh I not by Manta Rays, I take it back by Chloe Mariando. And they're a lesbian. And that's a good song. And then my last song is Slumber Party by Ashniko because oh. it's it's just like so slay. And I feel like that was such a song that went super viral at the time. And it was just like about lesbian pleasure. And I feel like that doesn't happen for us. I feel like we don't really get no. such viral songs about like just lesbians. No, no, we don't. Um, can I read to you uh, 10 songs from my uh, non-binary playlist? Um, yeah, yeah, okay. I want to hear it right now. Okay, okay, so Florence and the Machines cover of Just a Girl. Have you heard it? <gasps> it's, oh, have I heard it, Piper? Piper, it's that's so Yellow haunting. Jackets. Yeah. It's, it's so good. It's so haunting, and for me, it sums up the experience of being non-binary, but, like, assigned female at birth. is like, I'm just a girl. Oh, God. Like, um... <laughs> And so, yeah, so that one, there's Ancient Dreams in a Modern Land by Marina. Mm. Um, I Want to Be a Cowboy Baby by CMAT. Oh, that's um, a good one. Not Strong Enough by Boy Genius. Mm. Uh, Dear Rita by Taylor Swift. King by Florence and the Machine. I'm Not a Woman, I'm a God. Halsey. Ghost in the Machine, Scissor, Phoebe Bridges. Um, the Other Side of the Door, Taylor Swift, and I Used to Hate My Body, But Now I Just Hate You by uh, Fanny Lily. Oh, and Determinate from Lemonade Mouth. I fucking love Lemonade Mouth. 
same. It doesn't get enough credit as no, it being does not. a cultural moment. It was. Girl who is the bassist, I had such a big crush on her. Oh, yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. I think in the movie her name is Naomi Scott, but I don't know the actor's <laughs> name. I love this for us. Naomi Scott. Yeah. yeah, Lemonade Mouth was so cool. Well, it's so funny because Hay- Haley Kiyoko used to be Was on... in Lemonade Mouth, yeah. Yeah, and now they're, I believe they identify as lesbian, right? Haley Kiyoko. Yeah. Yes, Haley Kiyoko is a lesbian. I couldn't remember if they were just queer or if they were a lesbian. No, no, I remember Haley um, doing, like, oh, I remember she said in an interview once where someone... Like, she was like, people think I'm bisexual and they have not watched my music videos. Like, <laughs> so real, so real. Yeah. Um, love watching the gay music videos. I really Me do. Too. I hope Olivia does a music video for Lacey or Obsessed or something because it would be so interesting. Mm. And, like, I don't think Olivia has really talked about her, Olivia Rodrigo has talked about her sexuality, has she? Or, no she hasn't but i like before like before driver's license what like blew up um she had her tiktok set to like you could see what tiktok she'd liked and she stuff yeah like she was liking a lot of like gala tiktoks and she Mm -hmm. liked a tiktok that was like me wondering why like some either something about staring at girls lips or like googling pictures of girls kissing girls like one of those um okay yeah so so cute we love olivia she's a year younger than me oh really yeah cool yeah and you know nobody everybody goes at their own pace we're not speculating we're just appreciating i don't think she needs to come out i think that people like listen to lacy they're like oh okay and like right um and also like the at, at um glad the like instagram account for glad like just posted a carousel of pictures from the vmas with like mm. all queer people and taylor swift and it's like oh so what are the odds of taylor swift being the only straight person in these photos none like interesting i know so i don't actually think for a while i kind of thought that like taylor swift was building to like coming out but now i think that stuff like this is just going to keep happening and people are going to be like i also don't think people realize how homophobic it is to like completely shut down the possibility that someone might be queer just because they really like their music like yeah you're not you're not this isn't and being like we shouldn't speculate on people's sexuality it's like well i do agree to that extent but i think that the like oh i do agree with that but i think that the issue with that mentality is saying like okay we shouldn't speculate on people's sexuality but straight is the default it's like if you don't want to speculate on people's Mm. sexualities you can't have a default yeah so i agree i think it's i think it's okay to wonder and to be like and mm. also, too, there can straight people like do make queer songs sometimes, not intentionally, but like you know, Lady Gaga is a good example of that, and like Lady Taylor Gaga Swift. is gay, <laughs> and so is Taylor she Swift. Is? Yeah, when did Lady Gaga come out? And like ages ago, like she, um, <laughs> like poker, like when Poker Face, like Poker Face is about like sleeping with men but imagining being with women, and she said this in concerts. 
Have I just blown your whole world open? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I love Lady Gaga. I just didn't. I mean, I just, I kind of figured maybe, but like, I don't know why. Well, I feel like too, it's like such a thing for like a lot of famous straight um, women. Like, you know, share shares straight, right? As as far as I know, I love to be asking. Well, now I'm like all questioning everything oh, I know. Um, well, it's well because I saw a TikTok recently that said like for gay men, a lo- they idolize a lot of like straight, like famous, like musician women, and that yeah. for you know what I'm talking about. But a lot yeah. of like queer women idolize a lot of queer women. So I yeah. I thought, man, this is so silly of me. Did you see that clip of Lady Gaga talking about Katy Perry, and she was like, "Well, I don't think Katy Perry has ever kissed a girl." <laughs> no. It was so funny. Oh it's so funny. How sassy. Then, I know, but then Katy Perry wore that fucking lesbian shirt looking like a I've mask. Never, I have oh my god. Like I remember looking at that, I was like, that's Katy Perry? I know, I thought the same thing. I was like, that lo- literally looks like a mask lesbian to me. Yeah. And like I know she's with Orlando Bloom, but like who knows, you know? I personally don't think that any couple in Hollywood is like Real, real or monogamous i think that if they are real then not monogamous and like doing everything but i do think that i think it's silly to assume that like pr couples don't happen anymore yeah oh totally silly say phoebe bridges and Bo berman like mm. that was 100 percent pr yeah well aren't they still together or no i don't know I don't know. I, but I was... shouldn't say 100% because I'm not a PR expert. Um, but I do think it is really funny that um, queer, like women who are openly queer, um, you know, there are rumors that they're engaged whenever they start doing queer stuff. Mm. So. This is interesting. It is. It's quite funny. Yeah. I was just going to say really quick that, did you read Elliot Page's memoir, by the way? No, I haven't yet. I have not oh, yeah. done a lot of reading, but it oh, is on my no worries. It's on my Audible wish list. Uh, the reason I ask is because there was a famous celebrity that Elliot was with before they transitioned. Um, Wasn't it they the were... person from Juno? No, but they were oh, with okay. them. Yeah, they were. It's so funny in uh, his memoir. He's he's you know he's been with a lot of people. Is the which is so slight, which we I love. love that. I love that for him. <laughs> I like literally because I was like excited to read it, and then I was like, oh, there's a new romantic interest, and then I was like, oh, there's there's another romantic interest. Oh, there's another one. Oh God. <laughs> oh, he's chapter. Um, that's true. I know it was crazy, but yeah, um, he used to date. Um, Kate something she was in American Horror Story and she was like married and so but it was like chill it was like chill like it was just like Kate was married to this dude and then um Elliot and Kate were together but it was like it couldn't be anything like further from that like it was kind of like a poly situation but it was because like you mentioned earlier with PR couples it's like I bet a bunch of famous Hollywood people are poly for sure for sure okay so speaking of being poly I was talking with my friends like back Mm -hmm. in Australia we were FaceTiming a couple of nights ago and I was like hey I think poly and she was like yeah um yeah like I've I kind of thought that already (laughs) oh cool (laughs) 
And she was like, yeah, I thought, like, I thought, I thought we were all on the same page about that. So I, thought, I thought that was so funny. I was like, I think, I think I'm poly. And she was like, yeah. Uh-huh. Like she yeah. was like, we've been new, Piper. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is news to you. Um, so I it was so funny. Oh, that's so sly. Yeah, it's I so funny it. too how sometimes our friends sometimes know us better than we know yeah. ourselves. It's yeah, hilarious. My um best friend Mackenzie. I, she, I kind of realized she was bisexual before she kind of realized it because she would say when she was drunk and stuff and all these things. And then, you know, s- s- soon, like, it started becoming like a sober kind of discussion. And then um, we were getting ready for Target one day to go to Target together. And I was in my room and she was in her room. And like, mm-hmm. just across our room, she was she just kind of yelled a little bit. She's like, hey, like, I, I think I'm bi. And I was like, yay congratulations you got here i know and it was so happy and you know i'm sure like she's kind of always new sort of thing but yeah you know it's like and you you want to let people get there on their own i I don't think people respond well to being like hey i think you're gay no so so i do that as an autistic person like i can like immediately tell when someone else is autistic but i don't know if they know that they're autistic <laughs> so <laughs> i don't say anything and it's really funny sometimes to like be in conversation with people and then saying stuff and i'm like oh you are so autistic <laughs> don't know oh man well i mean we love to see it like yeah, intuition it's, it's good it's great it's like radar yeah, I remember actually last time I was in Montreal and I made friends with someone and we both, like, he mentioned to me that he was autistic and I was like, oh, I'm autistic as well. And he was like, I know. I was like, oh. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I, but he was like, no, I like, I know, for, like, because I, I just love it. Like, when you're in social situations and you're like, I want to leave, you just leave. You just tell people that you're leaving <laughs> and you go and, like, when people ask you like questions like what do you want to do you never go like I don't know you're always just like I want to do this <laughs> not a lot of people like mm-hmm. I do that um like because and then he was like usually autistic people try and just like blend in but you just don't <laughs> you're like no I'm done with this social social situation I'm leaving and I I thought that was so funny and I loved it oh my god that does make me laugh um well Piper I wanted to thank you for coming on the show today and talking about some gay shit I always love so to much. have you oh my god thank you so- I had so much fun thank you for asking me to come back Anytime. Oh, of course. Well, before we go, of course, okay. I will ask you okay. why, right? The mysterious question. It's like I never mm-hmm. ask anybody no. ever. No. Um, why are you happy to be here? Oh, God, what a rogue question you're asking. <laughs> um, I am happy to be here to, like, hang on, I'm going to articulate this in a way that I don't think is going to make a lot of sense. So I need to like tell a little story beforehand, but I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of soul searching as a Sagittarius rising. Um, And I went and I saw a psychic and she was telling me that like in a past life, I was an uh, like an ancient um, sorcerer. Oh no, no, an ancient, um, alchemist that's what they are like with the like oh, alchemist. Cool. um 
And that, like, I've been, like, I've been priests, I've been, like, philosophers, I've been, like, nuns, I've, like, in past lives, I've always been, like, searching for, like, the bigger meaning, and I'm, in my head, I'm, like, are you sure I'm not just a Sagittarius rising? But anyway, um, and then, so, and then I kind of got, I've been learning more about, like, the nodes in astrology and in your birth chart and how they can be karmic points and how they can um like reveal stuff about past lives if you believe in past lives and then like um a lot of spiritual woo-woo stuff I know but I am having fun with it and I'm like now I'm just kind of like well I guess like my soul is going to gather more like if I think about myself as a soul having a human experience then like I guess like in this life my soul is going to gather more knowledge and more experience to then take to then like take with it into the next life and to like so I'm happy to be here to be a sponge and observe a lot more so then that way um we can keep doing shit I don't know yeah I no, think I, I like that answer a lot I think it, I think I I think it really puts things in perspective you know like how like you said how are we soaking up life how are we observing life but yeah well yeah. again Thank you so much for coming out. And seriously, always a good time talking to you. So. Oh, my God. I always love talking to you, too. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.